0: Today, I'm going to give you a 15-minute live stream on a book that made me cry, on a book that I would go as far as saying is the most profound book that I've read in my life. And in fact, believe it or not, it is not a self-improvement book. It is, in fact, a novel or as the experts call it, the book experts call it, a novella. and They call it a novella because um, it's only 50 pages and it'll take you about an hour to read. It's a quite famous book. Many of you may have read the book. The book's name is called The Death of Ivan Illich. This will change your life and I'm also gonna suggest you read it. It's gonna take 50 minutes. So the way I'm gonna do this is I'm gonna give you a five or 10-minute summary of the novel, and then I'm gonna give you the learnings of the novel. And um, it starts off with um, a bunch of guys sitting in a cafe having a coffee. These are, of course, um, his colleagues. You see, um, the gentleman I'm talking about, Ivan Illich, is a judge. He's 45 years of age and he's a judge, but Ivan Illich isn't there with him. And these other colleagues of his, barristers, lawyers, and judges, are sitting there having a coffee and reading through the newspaper, just small talk, just like, you know, real estate agents sit in a cafe and have a conversation. And what actually happens is as they're sitting there, one of them says, Did you hear about Ivan? He's not doing well at all. And the other one looks at him and says, what do you mean? And he says, oh, I think he's gonna die. And they said, well, what's wrong? they said, they can't work out what it is. You know, they're saying it's his kidneys, they're saying it's his stomach, um, but it's not looking good, he's going to die. And um, I think then subsequently, I mean, I'm trying to remember the novel exactly, what happens then is the next scene is that um, Um, Ivan is in fact does die so the guy's dead and now they're sitting in the cafe again and what they're doing is talking about it and what's really interesting is as they talk about his death on the one hand there's a little bit of sadness there but on the other hand they're also looking at what does this mean for promotions in the organization You see, and it's really interesting because the author of this, Tolstoy, is helping us look at life and saying that we think to ourselves like the world revolves around us but our days are in fact numbered, our weeks are numbered, our months are numbered, our years are numbered. We have a number on our day and we're definitely gonna die. And when we do die, what actually happens is that life continues to move on. And what he's doing is in this scene where they're sitting there when the guys just died, they are feeling sorry for him because it is a colleague, but on the other hand, human nature says, what does this mean to me? Like, how does this affect me? And they then start thinking about into themselves they don't talk about it but they start thinking about to themselves what does it mean to me this is very very important for you to understand because we become so myopic and we believe that we matter so much we believe that nothing else but real estate exists we believe that our whole life is about you know everyone cares about us but the truth is that the day we die, they're advertising for your job think about that the day you're gone they're hiring for you so what happens then is the the, the colleagues then go over to the house to visit the grieving family. This is the day of the death. And I can really relate to this because I had to go through this with my brother two years ago, right? So I know the feeling where that people come to your house. And what actually happens is you can feel that they're really coming over because, look, they sort of have to. It's like, it's just... Um, and there's small talk there um, and everyone's just sitting around there and what actually happens is in this scene where they're there what happens is that that night these friends of his play poker regularly they play cards right and what they do is they sort of um and, uh, oh should we play cards he used to play with us but he's not around Fundamentally, they make the decision that they're going to play cards anyway, so they leave. What happens is that his wife, the widow, sits there and she's an interesting character as well because she sits there and she feels sad, but also is pragmatic and gets into a conversation with one of his friends to find out, will she be getting any um, superannuation and his payments as being a government employee what sort of money will she get to look after the family so her mind automatically moves towards that anyway we fast forward see it's interesting because the way this book worked is it starts with the end and it's profound because if you think about it it starts with the inevitable Like every one of you that's watching this right now, whether you'd like to actually go to that space or not, it's irrelevant, you will die, right? As I said to you, you've got a number on your head. We don't know what that day is, but it's definitely gonna happen. And the reason why it starts with the end here is it's saying this is inevitable, 1 million percent. It happens to everyone. Anyway, let's fast forward and then What the novel is about is it describes his life. You see, Ivan Illich was an intelligent, good-looking guy. And Ivan Illich went to university, had good grades at uni, and he ends up getting into law, gets a great job, and um yeah he starts making good money and he starts having a pretty good life it's exciting he goes out dating and he's you know partying and um, then he meets his wife and I forgot the name of his wife and um, she's hot and um, she's got you know great grace and she's got you know fantastic sense of humor and she's good-looking and everyone wants her and he ends up getting with her and then what it does is it describes their life like it's really really good in the early stages they go off and they're buying furniture decorating their beautiful apartment Um, and then what actually happens is that um, the fun and the novelty of the new relationship starts to wear down a bit and what happens is that Ivan becomes very, very much into social status, power, career, and money. His wife also begins to resent it because all she wants to do is sort of still sort of party like they were. Um, when they were sort of dating and he begins to um to resent that and what he does is he works long hours and the reason why he works long hours is he numbs himself away from a relationship that for the first couple of years was pretty good but then this relationship ends up beginning him to piss him off nevertheless He works hard and he gets promoted along the way, but he's never really, ever really happy, right? But he's not depressed. It's sort of like, okay. And what's interesting, it was a job that he really never wanted to do. And that's really interesting because I've got to tell you, there's a lot of doctors and there's a lot of people in law that end up doing it because they got great marks at the HSC and they were told that, you know, you're so smart, you should do this. And they end up spending... Um, Uh, lives of quiet, uh, silence, desperation, and and loneliness, because they're actually not living their life, which is really what this uh, novel is all about. But anyway, let me continue on. So what happens is he has kids. Kids are born. He has a number of kids. And um, he's never that close to his kids. And um, family life is um, sort of not great um not shit but it's okay and what he does is he just keeps working really hard and he starts getting into antique clocks and again this is another distraction away from his life you know as he looks for things to to give him some sort of meaning and then this is where it all sort of becomes meaningful he gets a sharp pain in his stomach and um he starts uh, uh, feeling a very bad taste in his mouth. And he's running around to doctors and doctors over weeks and weeks and weeks. And what actually happens is that um, he realizes that he's sick. So Ivan Illich at 45 years of age gets a terminal illness. And in this terminal illness, um, what actually happens is he starts to lose a lot of weight. His eyes begin to sink into the back of his head. And um, what actually happens is that he's not going to work as much. People around him are concerned, but what's interesting is life is still moving on. There's still stuff to be done. There's still kids that need to go to school. You know, there's still the normal day of domestic living. And what's actually happening is he's getting really frustrated because he's feeling unwell. And then slowly it sinks in because the doctors can't give him a clear answer, but they know that this is serious. And then over weeks, so he dies within three months, right? Over, over weeks, he starts to examine his life. And one of the scenes is there, I think it's one of the last scenes, is he's sitting there in a bed dying. And I think the words are what I've put down on the banner. What if my whole life has been a lie? What if my whole life has been a lie? And what happens is, in the last minute of just before he dies, what actually happens is he starts realizing that he hadn't lived his life. He'd lived the life that his parents had encouraged him, and then he'd lived the life that his colleagues said his mates were doing, and then he got married, and and he started doing the things that you're supposed to do. And then he begins to realize that he was spending money trying to have his social status looking good. But all he was doing was trying to meet the social status of other people. And there's that great theory. We work really hard to make money, to buy things, to impress people we don't care about. So, and what actually happens is the moral of this story is this, that a life that's not examined is not a good life. And I want you to understand this concept that climbing up a ladder, a corporate ladder, call it what you like, requires a lot of energy. The problem of course is when you realize when you get to the top of the ladder that you've climbed the wrong ladder. Guys, for me, I just find that I'm so grateful that I'm in an industry and I still pretty much have got the same energy and um, the passion. And I say, make passion your paycheck that I had when I first got into real estate. And I'm so pleased that even though I did have university qualifications, that I should have actually been in a role that probably was not in real estate, you know. Um, but I'm really pleased that I ended up picking the thing that I wanted to do. And I'm going to tell you, I still, you know, every Saturday morning I skip to have those conversations with buyers and sellers, and and do and do auctions, and and I, and and some of the other things that come out of this novel is this, guys and girls, you don't want to wait for a terminal illness in the last minute of your life for you to have the awakening. What if I'm living a lie? And what you should do is examine your life and examine. Are the decisions and the thoughts and the way that I'm spending my life, is it in line with who I am or am I living a fake life to please other people? This is a very important question for you because you are going to get to the final stages of your life where you're going to have to confront, have you lived a good life? One of the morals that comes out of this story is that whether it's antique clocks or antique watches or, you know, nice apartments or social status, that at the end of the day, we saw with his own friends who went off to play poker that night that he died, that life moves on. And that what you've got to do is look for what I call the second mountain. And guys and girls, I want to let you know That in life you have what I call two mountains. The first mountain is your younger years, where you're learning, where you're growing, where you're collecting, where you care about the ego, where it's competition. That's the first mountain in life. The first mountain in life is your first 20 years or so, when I'm talking about work years. And in those years, you screw up a lot. You make a lot of mistakes. You, you you, do things and you learn from them. And some people learn faster than others. And then what that does is it sets up for your second part of life. And your second part of life is where you move from ambition and you move to meaning. And I think Tolstoy's book about the death of Ivan Illich is about the second mountain. You see, the second mountain is when you're heading home back to where you came from. The source, whatever your faith or your belief is about where you go when you die. And what the second mountain's all about is that what matters is not so much assets that are accumulated or social status, but in fact, what matters is relationships. And one of the most profound parts of this book is as everyone everyone in his household is trying to just move on with their life while ivan illich is screaming in pain in the last days his six-year-old son is holding his hand by the bedside crying and it is at this point that ivan illich realizes that he didn't have a relationship with his son prior to the illness and this is the first time And what we learn about the second part of life is that what really matters is the relationships that you have with people and the impact and the care and the passion and the difference you make to people's lives. I share this story with you and the reason I share it with you is that I'm telling you in the business that we work in, real estate mortgage broking sales, people forget about what you say, but they never forget the feeling you leave them with. And I'm telling you, I've said it before, people might call you oh for an appraisal, they'll call an agent for a listing presentation, but what they're really looking for is a good human being to show up. And I'm going to tell you, This can be hypnotic in the world of sales. If you can detach at what you're going to get out of the process, and if you start looking at what I can contribute to the process, you'll notice that it totally changes the way that you interact with people because people can actually smell, they can smell the lies and deception a mile away. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be a structured person what i'm saying is that your intent from the inside from the inner soul should be to serve someone your intent should be to actually help these people because we've learned in life if you help enough people to get their dreams their goals reduce their suffering you will benefit out of that there's a karmic loop there i can't explain how it works but I simply know you help more people, you solve more problems, you solve more problems, you get rewarded. And the real benefit is not gonna come in the GCI, but it's gonna come out of the fact that you will go to bed each night thinking to yourself, man, I I, I made a difference. And I've gotta tell you, as someone that's in their second half of their life, it matters to me. When I hear great stories of girls or guys who have had dark pasts come from countries where they struggle, and by the way, happy Diwani day to everyone that celebrated that day yesterday, happy Diwani day, I think I've said it right. I'm talking about about all, all these people, there are people, man, nothing makes me so, nothing makes me happier in my life than I'm seeing people with shit educations with average backgrounds in terms of broken families, living in socioeconomic areas that are under the median, coming from war-torn countries, and I get to meet them in the work that I do, training and education and coaching, and I get to see people Because, I mean, I'm not here for a short time. I mean, I've been playing this real estate game for 35, 36 years. So there are people man. there are people. I've got people I've been training and coaching for 25 years. Paul Biller is an example of that, right? It's been a long time. So guys and girls, what I'd like to say to you is that examine your life. Think about it. And what I'm finding is that this time that COVID has given me, it's allowing me to reflect and think even more. This time that I spend at Bikram Yoga, which is really just a two-hour meditation, if you really think about it with a lot of sweating, is allowing me to make sure that in the last days, in the last hours of my life, I'm not going to say, I've lived a lie. Guys and girls, I'm pretty excited to let you know our Real Estate Gym members are getting a 75-minute 2021 new scripts program coming out very, very soon. You will not recognize one of those scripts ever before. They are brand new, and they're being trialed and tested every Saturday when I'm auctioning to buyers and sellers, and I'm letting you know, We're just about done. We're up to number 43. Guys and girls, by the way, I want you to all to have a great week. It is the very important part of the year, the last four to five weeks. And I'm letting you know I've got auctions that are being booked in now for the 19th of December. We're going to be working till Christmas. Few less Christmas parties than normal. Stay off the booze, not too much booze anyway. It'll affect your energy. People are tired this time of the year. We haven't had our normal breaks that we normally had because of COVID-19. Preserve your energy. Guys and girls, signing off.